because you, the listeners, demanded it. We are back and looking at the challenge OGs, the challenge all-stars. I'm John Chidley Hill. And I am Sheldon Alexander. And this is You Killed It, the podcast about the challenge. Uh, yeah, people demanded it. I don't think we've gotten more requests to do anything ever in life, not just in the podcast, but in life than to <laughs> review People don't ask a lot of me, Sheldon, but to review and recap OG All-Stars on Paramount Plus. And do here you, we are. Do you have a theory as to why? Like, do you know why? Or like, are people just looking for just content? Because, you know, obviously there's a lot of time right now. People are walking around a lot, you know, listening to more podcasts, I assume, just like trying to fill time. So it's like, hey, this thing, you guys should talk about it and do a pod on it nah it's because we're heckin adorable people just like us <laughs> sure okay all right all right i i do have some notes before we even get into like the play-by-play recap the first mm-hmm. thing i have to point out is uh how can i put this you and i had to employ extra legal means you know we're sort of no, like vigilantes I mean... Listen, we we don't need to get into the details of all that. We just need to know that at the end of the day, the job gets done. That's right. Like I said, we're like vigilantes, but for watching reality Vigilantes? TV. Yes. That is that how you pronounce that word? Would you say vigilantes? Yeah. Mm, really? That's interesting. Right. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. I That's see- all. That might be my pretentious anglo Quebecois roots coming through, Hold on. That's why I'm asking, because I'm like, have I been mispronouncing this word my entire life? <laughs> that that might just be the Quebecer in me saying, uh, saying okay. shit weird. I've, I don't know. Have you know? I don't know how often you've spoken to my mom, but have you noticed that she says words funny sometimes? I don't think so. I don't, I don't okay, think so. She does. Okay. My mom... As you know, Sheldon, but our listeners might not. My mom's from Montreal, but she's an Anglophone. Like, she's Mm -hmm. of Scottish descent. Yep. And, like, Quebecers, which is what Anglophones from Quebec call themselves, uh, they still say some words funny because they assume it's French. And so although my mom has lived in Ontario since the 1960s, there's there's certain things that she just can't wrap her head around. Like, the town that the Tragically Hip sang about Bob Cajon, as an example. Ah, or the okay. major grocery chain Metro. Oh, so sometimes okay. that trickles down to me. I got or like, you. Or the uh, you remember those big sedans from like the early or late eighties, early nineties, the Bonvilles. The Bonvilles. Wow. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. So one. Sometimes that trickles down to me. So maybe that's what just happened there. Fair enough. Fair enough. I. I brought up our um, creativity and being able to watch this show just to mm-hmm. thank all the people that offered up their Paramount Plus accounts because many, yep. many people offer that up. It's a little more complicated. We just have to note that if we subscribe to Paramount Plus in Canada, we still don't get it. We would require a VPN to watch mm-hmm. it. So if you're a Canadian listener, I'm just putting that information out into the ether for you. Mm-hmm. The other thing I wanted to point out is something that I meant to bring up during Double Agents, and we never got to. Okay. 
but I noticed it on uh, the on watching uh, OGs. I noticed this. What did you think of the soundtrack for OGs? Yeah, so I think, yeah, obviously it, it hits you right away, right? That they have actual music. Um, I think there's a lot of different reasons for that. So Here's the thing, though. I'm going to stop you. Double Agents had all 80s music, but only in the United States. And you and I didn't realize that. I only realized that mm -hmm. when longtime listener and friend of the pod and real life friend of mine, Adi Pinsoff, who mm -hmm. is Canadian, mm -hmm. but lives in Brooklyn. Okay. Adi was messaging me about the challenge. She's like, oh, the music's been so good. Like all these 80s hits when like on Double Agents. Oh. I was like, Adi, what are you talking about? And so we're like, I so didn't it was know that. jarring okay. for me. I watching didn't know that. OGs okay. that they're playing like all these nineties bangers, which I'm going to have lots of commentary on. So if we had known we... that, that would have been a funny thing. Cause we could have gotten our American listeners to send us in like their favorite tracks that yeah. were played during the episodes. So yeah, if we had known that, that would have been a funny segment. Um, a D only told me like, and like a D didn't even realize that she just like mentioned it in passing. And I was yeah. Like, Cause why about? would you, you wouldn't assume that, you know, you wouldn't assume that you didn't have world cause the reason why that happens and I'll get into the, uh, production hat here is, uh, when you're paying for music rights as a music company or you're creating content, MTV would be paying for the music rights. You have to pay out royalties. You have to pay to get the clearance to use the music in the show, but you're only going to pay for uh, it's going to cost you a different amount for if you're using it just online, if you're using it just on television, then also if it's just going to be in the U S or if it's going to be North America, or if it's going to be worldwide and to get worldwide clearance on like popular songs gets pretty pricey. So you're going to just do it in the U S for the most part. And then you're going to have the editors create, two episodes, one that's going to have music that is fully licensed, the music that you would hear, <laughs> that you would know, and then other quote unquote, for lack of a better term, generic music, which is what we heard, which we never even noticed. Right. I never noticed. Yeah. I never felt odd. Like we would question and be no. like, Oh yeah. Remember when they used to have, they used to have actual tunes. That would be good. Yeah. Right. It would catch us off guard, but we liked it. And then one you watch this one thing episode. I also, yeah, one thing I also have to point out is that um, in like previous seasons, you know, because kids MTV used to stand for music television, <laughs> and they they would like use it to promote new songs, right? Mm -hmm. And they would have like the little crayon, the little graphic come up that say like yeah that says a song know, who it's by what's a song yeah, fat lip by some 41 or whatever <laughs> yes <laughs> and um but in double agents they didn't have those and mm -hmm. they didn't have those in the og episode no because that makes it easier from an editing perspective to put in generic music further to your point yeah because you don't have to adjust the graphics right yeah totally so the music was a, a cool part of it for sure. And I, it did kind of hit me. It's like, oh, really? They brought music for this? And in my mind, I thought, okay, well, it has to be something with the music licensing and what clearance they had. And maybe, be, and in my mind, I was like, oh, maybe because it's Paramount Plus, it just was a lot different or easier 
to make the certain deal, right? Because you have things where, mm. let's say, and I don't know this because I'm going to mess this up, but let's say uh, Universal is a, param- is a parent company of Paramount, right? Mm-hmm. Then you would be able to ease more easily make a music deal getting Universal Music, right? Like it'd be easier for you to do that. Now, I don't know if that's the case here, but I'm just saying in my thought process of, wait, why is there music on this? I thought, oh, it had to be something like that. But mm-hmm. this makes more sense. So here we are. We learn something. Learn something so, every day. So between our difficulties in finding uh, the show in Canada in some sort of way and the lack of music... I don't want to say Canadians are discriminated against because that is not the right language in this day and age. But I am saying it can be difficult to be Canadian sometimes. Yeah, it does make me interested, though, in like what double agents would have been missing, Sheldon. Well, yeah, but also what what else? I mean, yeah, what else have we been missing? I guess we got to watch the full D episode before she got kicked off. Yay. Yeah, lucky us. <laughs> lucky us. Woohoo. <laughs> right? But um no, it made me it makes me think about like what that what that season would have been like with music. Right? Cuz yeah. it's a little thing, but music means a lot. Think of all the club scenes at the liquor right? dome. Exactly. exactly. I I think we like they must have been playing like good music for that. And we just had like generic ass, like SoundCloud. Sorry. SoundCloud, it did affect it. Like... Right. Like if you think about it, it, I mean, it did affect it. Like if you think about the liquor dome parties and it was like, okay, cool. Compared to like the party they had where it's like, you ready Mace party people in the place to be. It's about that time for us to, ah! I mean, I got hyped up. I was doing the Mace little, the shimmy dance, you know, I was I getting hyped. That. I love Mace so much. It's a catchy ass tune, man. That's all I've been. It's funny. We've been having this conversation at work where I'm just like, it's a catchy ass tune. What do you want me to do? (laughs) When, when I was, when I was in uh, residence in like my freshman year at U of T, my floor every night when we were going down to the dining hall Mm -hmm. for dinner, we would blast that song and we would do like a soul train line down the hallway. It's about that to... time. Oh, it's a great song. It's a catchy ass song. I like, like I would sometimes me or my roommate, we'd like open the door to our room. We'd blast that song. And yeah. just as like the, ah, was about to go off, like yeah. doors would fling open and people would like come Start out of the dancing. room. Yeah. It was so good. Wait, everyone listening to this has to be familiar with Mace feel so good, right? Like, there's nobody that's like, wait, what song is that? Listen. I hope not. But let me know listener, if that's the case, because I'm I'm very interested to know if that's the case. Dear listener, if you don't like Feel So Good by Mace, or you don't know Feel So Good by Mace, stop listening to this podcast. We don't need you. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's harsh. That's harsh. But or... I, draw, I draw a firm line at Harlem World, Sheldon. <laughs> that's one of those albums in which... If you're of a certain age, you you and your friends, like someone in your crew, but you know amongst your group, you had multiple you had multiple different copies of that same album because you would have bought it and lent it to someone and then never seen it again. So then you had to get it again and <laughs> it just got passed around. Like that album, yeah. That was a thing. Cause I think That's that would have so been good. what? Like 
yeah i don't i don't even want to guess what year that was like 96 or 95 or something like that uh what well, surely it was later 98 98 98 99 really... it's got to be because yeah. mo money mo problems was really his like Big yeah so it's got to be 98 debut. 99 something like that yeah i think it was 99 full shiny yankees jerseys oh yeah backwards hat with the ears tucked in oh yeah what a look oh Do you yeah know the best part about maces our <laughs> listeners are gonna be so glad that we're doing this season because we're <laughs> talk about 90s rap they're like the we waited this about- long for the challenge all-stars and now these guys are and- talking about puffy and mace what's going on <laughs> oh we're gonna talk about some dumb things don't worry about it guys but the best part about mace <laughs> is that he dances in all of his music videos and he's a bad dancer no he's not usher he's not michael jackson he's just like as you said shimmying around like awkward guy standing by the bar at a club yeah it's true after he's had a few drinks like once he's gotten bold and he feels he can swing his arms a little yeah that's amazing mace it's so funny but like that (laughs) but that's a perfect example of like instantly the music made me feel something as soon as they're about to get have their party ready to go it's like ah oh, this is incredible i want to be at that party remember parties remember when those were things god I, I was thinking as i was watching this i was thinking oh my god i miss parties so much yo that in the kawaii shot like people watching oh. this and i know like the kawaii shot is bigger to us as canadians for sure but that seeing all the videos of that yesterday which I guess, whatever, doesn't matter what day it is. But seeing that flood the timeline, it was just all the people in the building watching a sporting event. Like it, like it's why I've been saying sports the last two years. Like I'm like, yeah, it's going on, but it's not the same. Like when you no. see all those people, right? Like that was incredible. And it's like, ah, we're almost there. I, we're almost there. That's I watched, all I keep telling myself. I watched the Leafs game last night. And uh, it was in Ottawa, and it was the final game. Excuse mm-hmm. me, it's the final game of the season for the Senators, and they did like the fan salute afterward. But it was in it was an yeah, empty yeah, arena, that, which is yeah. not uncommon in Ottawa. But still, they looked super dumb yes. saluting in an empty <laughs> arena. Yeah, I did see that. It was quite stupid. So, should we actually talk about the challenge? Sure. <laughs> episode one. Episode, episode one. one. Here we go. So here's here's my thing. Here, here's my thing. I, I came into this and the very first thing I wrote down was, all right, let's see if this show can win me over. Cause as mentioned, I was like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't watch this normally. I don't know if I'd be in on this. Like I wouldn't really care. So I was interested to see if after episode one, it would have the same effect on me that most seasons of the challenge do, which is I would watch that season and be like, ah, The greatest thing in TV is the first episode of the challenge. It gets me hyped for the rest of the year. Never fails. The this season on montage is always incredible. Always gets me hooked. So that's how I went into this episode. Okay. And I'll say this. Early on, I just kind of was like, okay, getting reintroduced to a bunch of these people and seeing how much of their resume I remembered. Right? So it's like- I do not remember a lot of these people. Same. Same, right? But like I wrote down just some people just that kind of stood out, but it was like Katie. Oh, yeah, I remember Katie. She's fiery. She's a bit of a head case. She was always yelling at someone. Cool. Mark Long, we're familiar with. 
Alston, everyone likes Alston, but he looks really, or Alston, am I pronouncing his name Alton. wrong? Alton. Where did I get Alston from? Anyways, Alton, I was like, okay, yeah, I remember Alton for sure, but he looks way skinnier, right? It was just weird. It kind of threw me off, but okay, cool. I, I remember him. Did you remember Gisela? Because I did not at all. Or Yisela? Yisela. Yisela. Uh- uh, I did not. I did not remember a lot of people, and I'm going to struggle with their names. Hey, that's uh, fine. I'll that's why you. we write things down. Because <laughs> I know right. I needed to. There was a lot of people where I'm like, oh, I need a graphic to tell me this person's name. I have no idea. Um, so it started with Katie, who <laughs> is still cute as hell. And I certainly remember her. Uh, Mark Long, of course, like he hasn't been on in years but like he was such a prominent figure and he was sort of on he was on toward like he was on in the like early 2010s right like he was on cutthroat i want to say okay so like like a little personal history here i really got into the challenge with uh fresh meat too which longtime listeners know because i talk about it all the time Mm mm-hmm and I'm a broken record. And like, so I watched Fresh Meat 2 and then Cutthroat and then I was like fully in. But at the same time, not to get too dark here, I was going through a rough time in my personal life. Mm-hmm. And I realized MTV.ca had seasons going all the way back. Okay. So like my comfort food at the time was I would watch old seasons and I like worked my way back. But they, I think they only went as far back as the dual two. So, okay. like, I've seen the duel, too, but it's also, like, a fog because I was honestly watching, like, seven yeah. episodes of The Challenge a night. Yeah. So, like, there's a few people, like, Alton and Cyrus, I kind of remember, and I gather Yasella was on seasons that I watched, but I don't really remember. Yeah. I felt the like... funny... Go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, I felt like a lot of the people that I was kind of like, I've kind of remember them but i don't i felt like it kept coming up the gauntlet three and i was like okay i feel like i vaguely remember that season but i don't remember like fully being in and watching the challenge do you know what i'm like you know what i'm saying like i feel like i remember that season vaguely but not really yeah i also have to how can i put this um in older seasons more people looked alike. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, So yeah. it's it's yeah. hard for me to tell apart all the, the pretty white ladies sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. The other funny thing that struck me as they're introducing or reintroducing the cast is that, like, Darrell and Anissa, like, we just saw them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it, it made me wonder, like... I have this in my notes. I'm I'm having a hard time with the premise. I enjoyed it. I think mm-hmm. you can tell from my voice. I enjoyed it. But like I don't quite understand who qualifies or why. Like TJ says in his introduction, like we got the best of the best. But like That's Johnny West and CT are not there. And like if and like it's not age requirements. Right, like yeah, Wes I think and C- like Wes and Nehemiah were on the same season of Real World, Real World Austin. Mm-hmm. So and like CT like was on Real World Paris in like 1994, so or 95. So like I'm can 
confused as to what, like, it's not the best of the best because it doesn't have those three or others. Like, yeah. If it's best of the best, Jordan and Smashley should be here. Mm-hmm. And if it's based off of age, well, then Wes and CT and Johnny still probably qualify. C- certainly Nehemiah and mm-hmm. Wes would be like, I don't know. So I had trouble like pinning down with the premises aside from this is like a more fun version of the challenge than what we've seen recently. Yeah. And I, I think they just carefully crafted the the crew so that it's like, you know, in the instance of the people you just mentioned, they're still going on the normal season of the challenge and competing and winning and being focal so points. Darrell and Anissa. But I think Darrell and Anissa might have been in a thing where, because I'm thinking of this from the casting perspective, right? So Mm -hmm. at certain points, I need to have more familiar faces to put in the promo to like get people like us or people Mm -hmm. who might just be watching the newer episodes to tune into this. Because what I think that they're trying to do with this show, I think they're trying to cast a wider net of an audience, mm-hmm. right? So you're trying mm-hmm. to bring in more people who may or may not have already seen the challenge or been in on the challenge, right? So, cause to me, this was giving massive survivor vibes, right? Like the yeah. feel of it, the age group of the people, like it was giving mm-hmm. me survivor vibes. And the reason for that to me in my mind is obviously survivor is probably the bigger name of a, in terms of a reality show in comparison to the challenge, right? But like the challenge is probably more popular. Like, how am I trying to explain this? I think like the the, the Survivor is just like a bigger show. It's a bigger name. And so if you give those vibes, maybe you bring in some Survivor fans into this challenge realm, right? So you're just casting mm-hmm. a wider net. So, you know, if you're the people who watch the challenge now, how are you going to get them to watch the show? Well, we have the challenge name, but if you don't know all these older people, we got to mix in some people that you might know now. And that's where you get the Darrell and Anissa because they still fit into the like old school, but even someone like Jemmy, Jemmy's going to be a name that people know, but she's not really that old school or that young. Right. So it was an interesting yeah. dynamic of people. And I think that it's kind of crafted around, well, if you're still on the show, we don't want you to come in and just dominate the whole thing, which Darrell might do. But at the same time, it's like, <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't yeah. even. But to your point, and I, th- I feel like we've discussed this briefly on uh, previous episodes of You Killed It. And I was talking about with, uh, friend of the show, Ali Love, who's mm-hmm. a big fan of the challenge. Their marketing for this has been very weird. Like, they did not mention it at all during the reunion. No. Right? Like, normally, like, back in the day, since we're talking old school, they used to do it where it'd be like, they would, at the end of the reunion or the shit they didn't show, they'd be like, hey, We've got a new season of the real world that debuts next week in this time slot. Mm -hmm. There was no promotion along those lines. And at least in Canada, they didn't like to me, the natural thing that you would do is you would marathon old seasons like on a Saturday and Sunday. I think they can spare us a couple of episodes of ridiculousness (laughs) to show us like the original gauntlet season right like so I think too, just from watching to further your point, though, I think if you watch this first episode, 
I think a lot of it was kind of introducing you to the challenge if you've never seen the challenge before. Because I felt like a lot of it kind of seemed like a scrapbook, right? Like going back in time and giving you the ins and outs of what the challenge is, who these people are, how long the show's been on, showing you the history of it. Do you know what I mean? I, I think, you know, to your point, it's just, it was an interesting watch in that sense. Cause I, I really think that they're just trying to cast this wide net and bring in as many different new people as possible. So you're going to have people who were already rocking with the challenge. Now you might have some people who used to rock with the challenge. They're like, Oh yeah, I remember Mark long. I remember Beth and they're going to yeah. be in cause of that. And then you're going to bring in people who are rocking with like survivor and be like, Oh, this looks kind of like survivor. Yeah. Let me check. Let me check this out. So I don't know. The other thing that I, I found strange about the lack of promotion is this is like a tent pole for Paramount Plus, right? Like this mm-hmm. is, I'm not super familiar with Paramount Plus, but from what I've seen, it doesn't have a murderer's row of products, right? Like, no. so I'm just surprised that they haven't given it both the challenge OGs and Paramount plus more of a fighting chance by promoting it on their other properties. Right. Yeah. Like to me, it's so weird because I, I'm going to be honest. I would not subscribe to Paramount plus without <laughs> the challenge OGs. So like, why wouldn't you get the word out? So that know, could also strange. be a Canada U S thing as well, it or a Canada be. international thing as well too. Right. So who we knows? Might. They don't want to interrupt our busy schedule of corner gas episodes during the day and ridiculousness at night. And if you're an American listening to this, corner gas is exactly what it sounds like. It's about a small town in Saskatchewan focusing on the proprietor of a gas station. Yeah. Check it out. It's good shit. It's been off the air for a decade, but like no new episodes in a decade. Anyway, (laughs) enough about Canadian sitcoms. (laughs) So the first competition uh, is Deep Blue Dive. Uh, Mm -hmm. Basically, they have to do math, then find the appropriate submerged puzzle piece to complete the equation. And there's a couple uh, sort of like wrinkles to that. Everyone must go out at least once into the water to go get... Like, you can't keep sending the same person over and over again. And if someone has to come back and like switch someone else in five minutes is added to their team's time yeah and it's the copper team versus the silver team um i i thought this was really amusing because they were all struggling in the cold water so much and it's exactly how you and i would react in this situation like i'm not gonna pretend so this was this was my thought process here if they did this challenge on the normal season of the challenge. I feel like a lot of people would struggle with this as well. Yeah. So it was interesting to me because at first I thought, okay, are they going for the comedy bit here? Cause everyone's just failing and you're just running a montage of people swimming out and then swimming back and not being able to complete it. Like, is this supposed to be a joke? Like, ha ha ha. Here's all these old fogies trying to see if they still have it and they don't have it and whatever. Right. I was kind of like, this is a weird a weird flex for the first episode. But then as I paid attention, I'm like, no, this would be really hard. And I thought to, even if you go back to this last season of the challenge, 
I feel like a lot of people would have struggled with this. So it was just hard regardless. So it was interesting because you're getting introduced to a bunch of these people. And I was trying to remember who some of these people were. And at the same time, it didn't really matter. Cause I feel like only what four people, if we're really going to be honest, were actually able to do this. Well, mm-hmm. maybe four people. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, you saw of people who I was kind of surprised, like, you know, I thought Ace would be okay at it. He seemed nope. confident going in. Nope. He struggled. You know, uh, what's that dude's name? I did. Oh, the guy Ace I ends up going against Latarian. I thought he would do a way better. I thought he would be okay. Nope. Like it was just so odd that no matter who it was going in, they struggled so much. Like Kellyanne, I thought she would be okay at this. Yeah. Nope. Like it was super strange to me, but we skipped over something that I want, I want your opinion on because it's an age old thing in these parts of the challenge and it's volunteering to be the captain. Oh, okay. Is that a wise move in the first episode ever? Like, is that ever a good move? I don't think so. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Why would anybody want to be the captain in the very first episode? When you don't get to pick the teams. When you don't get to pick the teams, you don't know what wrinkles are coming. And it's also, it, it just turns you into a lightning rod, right? Mm-hmm. Like if, if, if your team loses, it's going to be on your shoulders. If your team wins, the other team is going to focus their displeasure on you as well. Like there's no, like, I mean, you and I say this every season ever of the challenge but like the move is always keep a low profile lay low. volunteering to be captain lay low for at least the first three like competition cycles volunteering to be captain is not laying low because the the music has been such a heavy theme i automatically just thought of snoop dog and nate dog <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> do you know what song i'm talking about yeah i'm not even gonna try to sing like nate dog because that would just be completely disrespectful because i'd like i don't got that those vocals but it must be a hit single if nate dog's singing on it if you know you know if you know you know kids (laughs) shout out to john mcdonald the the most accountant looking player (laughs) in uh blue jays history who also used west side connection is that for real what yeah i don't remember that how do i yeah wow i don't remember that at all that's incredible throughout his throughout his career at the toronto blue jays john mcdonald used west side connection um that reminds me you look like a math teacher josh donaldson's at bat music was always juvenile slow motion for me and i was always like that's an interesting choice for at bat music i mean i like the song it's a cool song but i don't know if it makes me think i'm about to go up to bat and smash home runs <laughs> um i have to say tech had a great line as they're showing like the wounded washing up on shore like it was d-day <laughs> yeah. when he said welcome to the challenge senior edition yeah and then they showed uh Yazella who crushed it. She did really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, she went out and got two of the bricks for her team. Um, uh, sorry, and- because you mentioned tech, I'm taking us on a tangent here for a sec, but Do I it. totally forgot tangent? for a split second who tech was. Like I forgot tech was like one of the early people from the challenge MTV world to then like, 
blow up for whatever blow up like he would be the equivalent now of like one of these um reality stars like housewife stars or like um like teen, teen moms I or because i now watch the housewives do you know what i'm saying like one of those like yeah, yeah. teen mom shows or siesta key or whatever the kids are watching right now like and then he was in wasn't he in van wilder do i have that yeah. right <laughs> so yeah, it's like, you're right. and, and that. that all just like came back to me as like midway through i was like oh wait that's that guy like <laughs> like that's how this episode went for me it was kind of like oh okay i remember that person now so sorry had to get that wild tangent out van wilder was, underrated was, movie by the way based on the life of burt kreischer did you know that the stand-up no, comedian i did not know yeah that. I did not know. Yeah, that. That's but he funny. didn't get any money for it. He's pretty bitter about it. But it's like a running thing that Van As Wilder is based off of Burt Kreischer. Um, so during this, they played Machine Head by what we call in Canada Bush X, <laughs> um, and it reminded me that the last time my hair was this long was when Machine Head was a popular song because I was trying to grow my hair out like Gavin Rossdale in grade eight. So okay, the more you know. <laughs> The more you know, there are people I really want to know the people who are listening to this pod right now, what their thoughts are on this. Our first episode reviewing the challenge all stars, because we're just like all over the place. And hey, yeah, more of that to come, people, more of that to come. Can you tell I'm on vacation? Uh, (laughs) I was going to say something, but I'm not going to say something for political connects. (laughs) We'll discuss afterwards. Thanks, Um, Shelly. I was going to say, though. Did we mention our your boy yes yet? We have not mentioned yes yet. Because if there was ever a time to have someone who is an architect and a state math champ on your team, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, that team. Like right away from the beginning, I was like, all right, that team's going to win. Like yeah. it, right away. It was just like, we don't even need to watch this. What's going to happen in this, in this daily challenge, because it's already obvious that guy's going to make them win. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened. No. Yeah. So Latarian as who volunteered to be captain. Yep. Go is automatically going to the elimination. Mm-hmm. He asks his friend Cyrus to nominate ACE because he feels he can take ACE in an elimination. Um, so eliminations or sorry, nominations comes. Cyrus yeah. is like, Yeah, Latarian's my guy. Yeah, he, he said a name. I'm voting for Ace. Ace gets really upset. <laughs> He's salty. and salty and resorts to calling everyone monsters, which I don't think is necessarily the right move. No. No. It was a weird right? flex. It and Obviously, we know, and I'm sorry if I'm ruining this for people, but obviously that's edited, right? To like, there's no way, because that made it seem like it went zero to 100, (laughs) like super quick, where they're just like, hey, Ace, you're going in. And he's like, what? Why me? You guys are monsters. And it's like, obviously, something probably happened in between. But it was one of those things where Ace, you just got to suck it up, my dude. Because I understand yeah. what they were saying, right? Like they made the deal at the beginning because nobody really wanted to go to be the the captain of the team. And so, hey, give that person, whoever it ends up being, let them get to decide who they want to go against. Um, did you trust or did you like or do we even know enough about these people to 
know if Latarian was making a good choice. Like, obviously he won, but just the fact of like, because when he picked Ace, I was kind of like, oh, would that be my first pick? I, I don't know. I uh, I think it's probably the right move, I guess. I don't know. It's just like, who do you... Yeah, I, I don't have it, the, it, it I became, don't have the answer. It became clear that Latarian has been uh, has taken a page from Fessy's playbook and is not super familiar with the format of the show anymore. Nope. Uh, and it, like, I was amused that Latarian's like, I'm not going to play politics earlier on in the episode. He's like, I'm not going to play a political game. And then immediately asked his friend for a favor. <laughs> um, but yeah. I, I don't know. I think Latarian just is like, ah, Ace looks out of shape or like, doesn't look like he has heart, I guess. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. He looks I, weak. I, I can take him. I hope it's something physical. Yeah. Uh, then we got to the party scene, mm -hmm. which was great. You know, uh, great jams. Did you notice that John A. Uh, and I think Jemmy weren't allowed in because they're both under 40? <laughs> oh, I missed that. I didn't catch that part. <laughs> Jemmy tweeted about that uh, weeks ago. Uh, but like, yeah, they weren't allowed in because they quite specifically said uh, that... It's fair. Yeah, you gotta be over forty. Hey, uh, it's it really seemed like uh, like what a faculty party would be like at a public school, but still <laughs> yeah. seems, seems fun. I did get hyped though, and I don't think this was in the party scene, but I think it was leading up to when they got back to the house when Rough Riders Anthem dropped. Oh, I was my like, ah, uh... R.I.P. D.M.X. I was like, that song will always get me hype, always. And, yeah, and I almost like fought someone at the office the other day. Obviously not really. I feel like in 2021, I got to clarify that I'm joking, but they were like that. They're like rough riders anthem. Is that really a good song? Like stop, what? drop and roll. Like, how's that a hype song? And I'm like, please tell me you're not being serious right now. Please tell me you're trolling right now. <laughs> I do not want to have this conversation. I'm like, I thought we were friends and now you're stomping all over our friendship right now. Sheldon, what's their, what's their name? So I, can, uh, <laughs> so I can send them these hands for their own safety. I will leave their name anonymous, but okay. Yeah. Do I know them? No, no. They're because they're going to know me. Yeah, sorry. You get me on intros all the time. I, It's all of it. See, that's something the kids don't understand. You SoundCloud mumble rappers don't have good intros to your songs. So we go to the arena. Hold on. Hold and... on. We're not going to mention Mark Morrison's Return of the Back. We're just going to let that slide. Sorry. Sorry. We, I'm just going to let that slide. That. I'm just saying. Not even Did a you mention. Know Mark Morrison's like five foot two. That He's like Charles me. Manson short. <laughs> Will that song always get a reaction whenever it gets played? Yes. Because like that's been a long time, and you can still put that song on, and people will get hype. My former roommate, and I know she's listening because she's a big Challenge fan, and okay. she listens to this podcast. Tony Hammer. Okay. Return of the Mac is her theme song. <laughs> So I know Tony was getting hype and getting down. She probably had to uh, stop the episode to just listen to the song and just bask. It's fair. That's fair. I remember one of my old bosses used to told me that because he worked in London, England for a while. And he he told me, he's like, no, when that song like actually 
actually landed like at the time like it was a banger i'm like of course this is like how many years later you could still put that on he's like no 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 but you don't understand like at the actual time when the song dropped i'm like yo that's true i can't even fathom that like i don't even know what What i compare that to you know what the biggest banger of our lifetimes is like in terms of like when we were young adults in all honesty the song that has dominated the airwaves Mm -hmm. like nothing else i've ever experienced hot in her by (laughs) nelly that okay, song so, was everywhere. So 2001, was, 2002, like, come on. That's fair. No, that's fair. So there's a couple songs that I'll, I will say. That, for sure. Um, even though it's still, like, 90, so we were young, but anytime the song plays, anytime Juicy plays, the party mm-hmm. will, like, mm-hmm. stop and acknowledge. There'll be an acknowledgement. Um, Usher, yeah, with Ludacris yeah, and, that was and huge. Uh, that was Lil Jon. Mm-hmm. And then I will say, I will, I will say this for the prime of my, like, like if I go to the prime of my going out party, like if I think of that one year, two year span, um, 50 cent, 50 cent, go, 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 go short. It's your birthday. We go in a party. Like it's your birthday. That, Fun I mean, facts. in the club is just like, that song, I remember them playing it like three times a night at its peak at the yeah. same party. So, fun fact about In the Club. Mm-hmm. When Dr. Dre tests his Beats headphones, mm-hmm. he always plays In the Club by 50 oh. Cent because he feels it was the best job he ever did with the production and mastering of a song. Wow. And he feels it's perfectly balanced and the best possible song to test headphones with. Interesting. I didn't know. So See, if, the things you learn on this podcast, I mean, hey, we got you covered. We got you covered. That's great. I, mean, I like that. This is like this that. Uh, All these 90s throwbacks have really played into our wheelhouse. It's right <laughs> in the sweet spot for us, Sheldon. Yeah. If there are kids listening to this pod, they're like, okay, seriously, guys? Like... <laughs> <laughs> But on the flip side, if there's people in and around our age, they're rocking out right now. They're creating a playlist. They're on their Apple Music right now or Spotify making the playlist. I know I'm going to be rocking out after this. <laughs> so oh. we we get to the arena and Yazella, yep. uh, as the captain of the winning team, has the option to save the nominee from the other yes. team. Nice but she twist. Remembers I like the twist. I do like the twist. She remembers two decades ago when Ace called her dead weight and she refuses to save him based off of 20-year-old beef. I like it. I like it. In, in the immortal words of Royce to 5'9", I got regrets older than some of you so-called vets. I like it. Whew. I like it. I... There were so many good lines in this elimination. First of all, it's pole wrestle. And Latarian goes, a what? What's a pole wrestle? <laughs> Which is so good. Yeah. And then, like, you know, Ace and Latarian start to pole wrestle. Mm-hmm. Everyone's cheering and be like, you got this. Like, let's go. Good showing, boys. And then you hear Jemmy's voice go, kill each other. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'd be dying. And Latarian literally picks 
up ace for a power bomb to take the first round. Oh yeah. And it's just dummying your guy Ace. And Anissa says, Ace look like he's Ace looks like he's being plunged into a toilet. And then follows that up by saying, Kendall turns to me and says, Is it always this brutal? And I say, This is what I'm going to do to you. <laughs> that was actually my line of the episode. So good. Well played that by Anissa. Whole, my my line of the episode is of what what's a pole wrestle but that whole five minutes yeah had me dying la- like everyone Poor is ace. it's everyone is so good on this season so far at doing the confessionals and the one-liners mm-hmm. like it's a different level than like double agents or recent seasons of the challenge where we're really relying on the kyles and the devons yeah of this world to like carry the plot mm-hmm. and there's like all due respect to Casey, Casey's that are like, so here's what we're doing now. Yeah, yeah, But, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone's hilarious on this season, mm-hmm. which is fun. Uh, so, Letarian wins. Mm-hmm. We've set our lines of the episode, but who killed it for you this week, Sheldon? So, Ysela killed it for me in this episode. And it's because of the way that the episode started for her. Where, like, the first time we see her, she's falling, getting off the bus. Which has to be, like, the worst entrance ever like i've never seen anything like that before that was incredible and so needless to say not knowing who this person was and that being their introduction my expectations were mad low so i'm giving her the mvp of the episode just because she took from that moment of my expectations being at the bottom (laughs) the bottom of the bottom to then all of a sudden being the first person really to just go in and be like you know what I'm doing this. And she went into the water. And what did she say? She said something like, I got my mommy on or I got my mother, my mother duties on. Like basically she just became the grown up, the adult of the group and said, don't worry, I'm going in. I'm going to do this. And she did it to the surprise of me, clearly to the surprise of the rest of her team. And hey, one for her team and also was the captain. So volunteered to be the captain, backed it up. You killed it for me, Yasella. I'm going with Letarian. Uh, he uh, obviously was bold in making himself the captain. Mm-hmm. We already said it wasn't the right choice. But our guy showed up and mm-hmm. made Ace look like a fool. Like, if yeah. I were one of the other competitors, I wouldn't want to face Letarian in a one-on-one competition. Like, he, he had that old man strength happening. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, that dad strength. Oh, yeah. And I would want exactly no part of that. So Agreed. shout out to Letarian. I also loved, I think it was Jemmy who said, Letarian hasn't smiled since he got here. And then as soon as he realized this was a physical competition, he lit up. Yeah. And they showed him and he has like the biggest grin. Like if yeah. I were Ace, I would have been terrified. And so yeah. It was pretty great. Uh, where can the good people find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander, Instagram Sheldon Alexander, and of course on YouTube. You can find the YouTube page where you can watch these videos if you ever want to see our smiling, happy faces. Um, you can find us on YouTube, which is at Sheldon Alexander is the name for that like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast remember you remember to like and subscribe to you killed it on apple podcasts 
do us that favor. That's how you support the movement that is this, the You Killed It podcast. Did I call the pod? Did I just say the wrong name of the podcast? No, no? I think you got it. Okay. Because at one point I was talking and then I looked at you and I thought you kind of like gave a look as if I messed up. And it's entirely no. possible sometimes that I say the wrong name just because, you know, when I go into promo mode, which I don't like doing, but it's kind of like a, a switch that you got to flick to be like, hey, you got to let some people know in case it's their first time, the different ways they can consume the content. I was I was just thinking uh, the, that like we need people to subscribe because it makes me feel good. Like specifically, it's Aww. good for my ego and uh, I need all that I can get. Uh... You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jay Chidley Hill. And until next week, this was You Killed It. You Killed It!